Welcome to the cage, you animals, for your tightest coverage of UFC, Bellator, and all things mixed martial arts. This is Better Fight Cast. <laughs> Leading today's schooling will be our resident MMA historian, Joe Neubauer at Joe's MMA. Today's movie, USADA. It strikes back. He's been living and breathing mixed martial arts since he was a kid scouring video store shelves for Pride VHS tapes. To help me bridge the gap between fans new and old, Gabrielle Tambowen at Gabby underscore T. What up, guys? She's somewhere between a historian and a rookie like myself. I am Matt Crocomo Jr. at Matthew J. Better, credentialed writer, certified personal trainer, and a student of comedy. Exploring how to maximize the human experience. We do that today by bearing witness to the bestest, purest sport you can follow. Well, Joe, what should we know? I didn't think it was possible. I genuinely didn't. I didn't think there was anything possible that could top what we start to show off and talk about over the Maymac. Today was the grand arrivals to Vegas. A lot of controversy. Bring it we'll on. get into it later. Connor and Paulie had a stare Bring off. On. Team Mayweather, Ooh, Team McGregor had a push and shove match. Push and shove off. Yeah. It's it was their grand arrivals. Ooh. Right in the middle of Marvel all Marvel vs. DC's heating up. All the product you can consume of this media roller coaster that is Mayweather McGregor boxing contest on Saturday night, August the 26th. Hashtag Money Mac. But. Not really. There's a bigger story, guys. It's breaking. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. USADA uh-huh. strikes again. First, earlier this week. Oh, no. USADA. Oh, no. Notified Junior Dos Santos of an anti doping. Obviously, you know the rest here. Uh-huh. And it's so weird. Wait, when did this because happen? Because this happened earlier in the week. It was a couple days ago. Okay. I haven't been really fully yeah. paying a track. Like I said, life is hectic at times, yeah. but this week... Okay, because I thought I'd heard about that. I thought I'd heard about that, but you said you got something I don't know. Anti-doping problem. You said you got something I don't know already. Okay, and he, he popped for something I can't even pronounce. Let me put it this way. This thing that he <clears throat> popped for, which I gather is a diuretic, is 19 letters long. Nice. This thing is called like hydrochlorothiazide. I don't know. Hydrochlorothiazide. Was that that thing that were that was in the yoga mats that they took out of the subway bread? Who knows? But anyway, JDS popped, and I didn't think it'd get any bigger than that. JDS popped. Francis Ngannou unfortunately is left without. Why a is JDS partner. like a consummate anti-doper? He's a two-time former UFC world champion. And he was one of the least guys you would accept to pop. Did he him. ever talk out against it like GSP or Michael Bisbang? I'm sure he was against it. I don't. Did he, he ever? He, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't talk like they do. You just about it, never though. thought he was on anything. So he just wasn't even on the radar at all for and this. And supposedly it's a tainted supplement. He sent two things that he doesn't know. I, I don't really feel sorry for him because look, Usada's been around long enough. Mm-hmm. You should know the system by now. Okay. You shouldn't put anything in your body unless it is tested by a Usada-like program. Don't or your nutritionist. Let's not or pull a John Jones. How about that? Let's not pull a John Jones. You said John Jones, and I can tell in your face you oh, do not know no. yet. Are well, you Usada has a second victim this week. Oh God. Hold on. Let me let me oh, get it ready for you. Are you no. ready for this? This is nostalgic. Uh, John Jones has been notified of a potential anti-doping violation stemming from an in-competition sample collected following his way in on July 28th for the steroid for Rinnaball. For the steroid! (laughs) He went Brock Lesnar! 
dead serious. Are you? What? I want to say, this just was announced what? about two hours ago. I collected as much information as I can for this podcast. I two didn't even have a chance ago. to say I mean the old John Jones, of course. You guys can track back when we did our very first what? podcast so, ever. Now we just what? found out before UFC two hundred that John Jones popped. Does for a DC steroid. retroactively win that fight now? Here, here's the information I know right now. As of right now, John Jones is going to be given due process. Oh my God. The UFC hasn't officially stripped him of the title yet, but he is going to be given his due process to contest Nevada. I mean, uh, USADA. Jones, if guilty, is facing a two-year ban and facing a fine of 40 to 50% of his fight purse for UFC 214. What about the W? Because that's all I care well, about. What I'm I not going to see any of that money. I don't care. If he's going, if he, if he's found guilty and he's out for two years, he will be stripped of the title. He'll be stripped but of the gather, title. Daniel Cormier will get his title back by default, and this will be. the But I first... want the numbers to. I want the. I want. I guess the whole. The whole. Does the whole match just become a mulligan and they don't? And it dis- I don't want that number to be counted as a loss for DC or but a win for John it Jones. Won't be. It will turn into a no, no contest, and it will be officially. The first time I think anybody in combat sports history has been stripped of a title for a third time. The hat trick. The anti-Triforce. <laughs> We've been trying to go for the Triforce. There's so many belts and interim belts, and I'm, I'm pushing for the—I'm I'm not pushing for it. I'm pushing for it because it'll make me look like a prophet. The bronze belt, and with enough of those belts floating around, I want to have someone hold three of them up together so it forms the Triforce like the Legend of Zelda. But John Jones has the anti-Triforce. That's like some weird, some weird like dark Game of Thrones stuff. He's like a evil demon. Let me well, put not it really, this way. But that's weak and funny. I'm just in total shock and like a sad. I just don't understand why any fighters would continue to try to use. He just any went of these straight drugs. up steroids. Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna give him the set up. Maybe he set up. Maybe they cut a hole in the back. Maybe they, they like cut a hole in the back of Usada and someone was swapping. Like I, I can't remember what I heard. I heard. I heard. I heard. I heard something similar. Where, like, wherever they used to just straight up switch stuff. I can't remember if it was in a movie or something real or whatever, but they would just cut a hole in the back of the, the place and switch out the blood samples and they'd be juicing. So maybe someone is doing the opposite and replacing John Jones. I'll give him that, maybe. You know, because this is teammates, too hard I don't to even believe. Know which one yet. This is too hard to believe. This is just shocking to me. I'm very, not only am I very shocked, but if true, I am very disappointed. I am. I am not. proud of myself. I channeled it. Let me put it this way: dropping John Jones' name right before that. Are you I kidding me, bro? It. Are you kidding when me? When I found out the news, I just was in the middle of the second fight, which wasn't a long fight on the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. It disturbed me so much. I was so shocked and disbelief. I had to stop watching the program because I just couldn't concentrate anymore and realize what's really going on. I mean. He was. I was pronouncing him as the king of the UFC. I really mm-hmm. was the pound for pound great, the almighty John Jones. You don't back. get that kind of legacy with a juicy juice, bro. And he did such good numbers for the pay per view. His return for the UFC. I mean, it's got to be a bad break for the UFC. Also, I mean, have you ever seen a sports figure ever mess up? This many times in a row. Third time possibly being stripped of the UFC light heavyweight title. 
And you know who I feel the most sorry for? Daniel Not even the fans. Cormier. It's got to be Daniel Cormier. A guy who put his blood, you know, his heart, his soul, and literally his tears into this sport. To lose to a guy. And I'm going to give him his due process before I really blast him. I am going to give him his due process. He's entitled to that. I mean, that's so crazy that it's just straight up steroids. It's not well, even he, that's so the thing. weird. I looked up what Tyrannobol was, mm-hmm. and it is an anabolic steroid, straight up. <laughs> and it was, like- it was used supposedly, this is an in-competition sample. So that means this is something he's using after his weight cut. It was used. He was he failed the drug test right after his weight cut. The sample that they give. As soon as they get off that scale, they go and they give a sample. So whatever he's using right around that time to cut weight to get to where he's at. And it's no surprise that you're taking that test right then. That happens every single time, right? It's just crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy to me. Wow. I just I'm I'm in a loss of words. I really need some time to process it. But this is the same feeling we got when we did our. They're very light heavyweights, first. right? That's the light heavyweight. Yes, division. light heavyweight, two hundred and five pounds. How exciting is that? If we want to put on our tinfoil hats, how exciting is that division without this? Controversy? Well, the division has so much young talent coming in. If you watch, you know, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, they're producing light heavyweight talent every week. I think there's some young, hungry up and comers coming in the process. But, I mean, John Jones was the answer. Not only that, John Jones is one of your top three stars in the UFC right now, if mm. not the top behind Conor McGregor. He is your okay. it guy. He is your go-to guy. I was looking very forward to him fighting again in the fourth quarter this year against, hopefully, Alexander Gustafsson. And right now, unless, yeah, he, this is definitely- unless he pulls a cyborg and he has some legitimate reason for what he did, he can't blame a erectile dysfunction pill again, I can tell you that. He's not going to get away with that. I didn't buy that story last time. I was no. very big on a millionaire using an off-brand erectile dysfunction pill. Just sounded a little kooky to me. Yeah, There's a, no way. It's a shame that uh, JDS just used the old tainted sample because nobody's going to want to hear that again so soon. That's I mean, almost, this is just that's almost not fair to JJ. This that is poor disappointing guy. on a level I've never seen before. You can't even go tainted sample. I don't think I've ever seen anybody mess up this That's, bad. This is this is weird. What's that quarterback that came in? Was it Ryan Leaf? <laughs> right, the one, the one that like, Tom Brady came in for. Yeah, he was. was no, Leaf? no, no. Remember Ryan the Leaf? One Ryan pick? Leaf was drafted over Peyton Manning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember. John Jones is becoming. I can't a remember big like the him. name of the dude that I'm thinking of. Who did Tom Brady take over for? Maybe that was Ryan Leaf. Maybe that is the same guy. Was I he mean, a Patriots quarterback? I know at ten forty five. No, he wasn't. I just remember he was drafted number one overall, and he's the biggest bust in maybe NFL history. Yeah, no. Yeah, but John nice. Jones is starting to be as disappointing as someone like him. Mm. I mean, this is just crazy to me. I I, I don't understand this. I, I really don't. I would have thought there was no way John Jones was doing anything to mess up this fight. And poor Daniel Cormier. Poor Daniel Cormier. His only two losses in his career is to a known cheater. And regardless of what you say, people aren't even going to remember this as much. They're still going to remember Daniel Cormier losing. You remember his blubbery face. And it's so sad. Because Daniel Cormier, if this comes out to be that John Jones has cheated yet again, Daniel Cormier should be the number one pound-for-pound undisputed fighter ever. (laughs) 
and it makes me sick to my stomach. That you can't it was back into it though with the technicality, unfortunately. And it makes me sick to my stomach. It's not fair to think it was taken from him from a known cheater. This is this is just ridiculous. I mean, he's only thirty years old. He's looking at a two-year ban. I don't know if John Jones ever comes back again, but this this might be it. I mean, I don't know how many chances somebody gets. I felt like this was his last chance. This was his last run. Hat trick. This was it. Wow. He will be fighting Brock Lesnar, guys. He will be on Vince McMahon's product. In spandex. He's going to be there at like WrestleMania or, or or No Mercy or SummerSlam or King of the Ring, whatever gimmick product that they have that they put on Fight Pass. He's going to be on there because he's not going to be fighting again if found guilty. I mean, if found guilty for a very long time. Yeah. This is just heartbreaking. It's sad. I feel for Daniel Cormier. I feel for all the John Jones fan. I was drinking the Kool-Aid, guys. I really was. I was calling him the king of MMA, and he was back. And he fooled me once again. I, I just never, I will never, if found that he really did this, will be on the John Jones wagon ever again. Mm-hmm. You just, no. It's just so disappointing in so many different ways. It's just it, it. I can't believe something is grabbing the headlines over the Maymac. And you know what? Let's just change the subject. I don't want to be on this crappy subject for too long. Yeah. We gotta move on. The UFC. I gotta give them credit. They take hit after hit after hit after hit, but they still still keep going. Mm. Gotta give them credit for that, because this is gonna be a tough one. At 10:45, Dana White and Nowitzki. They're the head of their. You know, whole athletic program, their, their their USADA program. He's 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 with the UFC. He's in cooperation with all these companies, mm-hmm. with USADA and the, the athletic commissions and stuff like that. He they are both going to have an interview at ten forty five p.m. tonight and really address the situation. I don't know what Dana's going to say because him and John Jones have had, Jones have had beef before. But if I was Dana, if I'm in his shoes, I'm probably going to be like, you know what? This might be the end of John Jones. Mm-hmm. This could be it. It found true. This this could be the end of that career. Mm-hmm. Like, say goodbye. I don't think you could be given another chance. No. But moving on from that, today was also another big day, and I can't believe news overtook it, but today was the official arrival to Las Vegas of one Conor McGregor and one Floyd Mayweather. I don't know if anybody's heard about this fight yet or not. I, I heard that the outside attention. of the Bugatti was lined with fur this time. But... They both arrived to Vegas today. Grand arrivals. First of all, I want to say one thing. Mayweather, do you really need that many people in your entourage? I mean, that was like a busload of people. That was just ridiculous. I've never seen nothing like that before in my life. Just that big of an entourage. Are you that scared? He hired them to look for change in the parking lot because he needs to cover that tax debt, which is why he took this fight in the first place, which is why he's got a legitimate chance of losing. But again, can you guess it? You know who's still on the show of their arrivals? My man, Pauly Malignaggi. He stole the show once again. He tried getting the attention of Connor's manager, Audi Attar, and he got Connor McGregor. And they had an intense face-off in the parking lot where... Paulie Malignaggi kept telling Conor McGregor to bring his ball Saturday or something like that. And Conor kept looking at him like, get over it. Conor got right in his face. He got right in his face. He did not shy off. He put his hands on his shoulder, and he got right in his face and told him exactly what he had to say. Paulie Malignaggi didn't... Paulie Malignaggi. I'm sorry. I can't can't say that name normal. 
Pauly Menagerie. Pinoli Menage. Because it's obviously turned into a menage trois because Pauly Malinaji has become the third Ooh. biggest name in boxing behind Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor through this spectacle, debacle, whatever you want to call it. We didn't even plan that segue. We're pros like Pauly Malinaji. Pauly Malinaji. But anyway, he looked like he was a little shook, but he still said what he had to say to Conor. He did get in his face. And really, I think the man is trying hard, and I can't blame him too much, to set up a future potential boxing matchup with Conor McGregor. <laughs> why not? Because why not? He will Even if paid. Connor loses to Floyd, he still looks like a reasonable match against Even if Floyd. he gets paid $50 million, why wouldn't you do it? I mean, come on. Let's think about this I don't think he's getting year. paid $50 million I think he would. I think you would. Anybody that fights Connor McGregor, you're a millionaire. Uh, I think Connor's going to I was thinking big. Connor. Eh. Big time. Ah. You think a Conor Pauly Malignaggi fight's gonna get Pauly Malignaggi fifty million? I think Conor could in fight which, a broomstick and sell one point five million buys on pay per view. I don't. But I, you think he's gonna make a hundred million dollars from that? Is that how that? I works? think Conor would and 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 Pauly Malignaggi being the dance part. I think from here on out, Conor McGregor is gonna make people very rich, and he's gonna be in the big money fights. He literally has taken over Mayweather's spot through this whole promotion, in my opinion. People adore Conor McGregor. It's different than Mayweather. Mayweather had a lot of people that like him, but he had just as many people that hated him. Literally, everybody adores Conor. I mean, Conor Conor is a performer and an entertainer when he's behind that mic. Way more than Floyd is. And like I said, going into this fight, going into this fight, I mean, Conor has less to lose than I Floyd Mayweather. Looked, I mean, I guess I haven't seen too much of, of Floyd, I guess. But from what I've... Just from the, their press tour, this this go-around. Well, me. in this press tour, this is the thing. And I have numbers to prove it. I feel like this is Team MMA, Conor McGregor, mm. versus Team Boxing, Floyd mm-hmm. Mayweather. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm getting all those old nostalgic feelings back from when MMA first came around. And I still think you're like defending. You're like defending your squad. I'm still defending MMA. That's your family. The boxers don't want to believe it. I mean, look at how arrogant the arrogance of the boxing community. MMA is your football team. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Look at the arrogance from like people who are boxing experts and analysis, like Max Kellerman. One of the top faces on ESPN. It seems like is he not though? He is one of the top faces on ESPN. He said Conor McGregor had no chance. He won't even touch Floyd. Not one punch will land on Floyd Mayweather, and he will get knocked out by the tenth round. So he's pretty much claiming that through ten rounds, Conor McGregor is yeah, not going to hit Floyd Mayweather once. But he's going to survive enough to get to the 10th round. Yeah, that's some weird math. Like, that it's, sounds wrong right the off the bat. The whole boxing community right is off talking the bat. like that. That's just one example. I guess it's because I could go the on. whole sport Honestly, is beat. We could start this podcast, and I could probably go on and on from the boxing media. Arrogance. You want to be MMA so bad. Just Arrogance. do it. And the arrogance of the boxing community has completely turned me off to them. Because us MMA guys, us MMA guys, we have always respected boxing. The fighters, the fans, everybody included. We don't knock boxing. We think we're two different types. In mixed martial arts, has there ever been those guys at the height of their powers that were denied that matchup? Like Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather, who should have fought years sooner. Has there been anything comparable to that? Not in many. MMA? I think the only fight that slipped away and we could still kind of make it, and it wasn't really real anyway because of their size, was Anderson Silva GSP. 
Okay, but, so uh, yeah, yeah, but that's but because that's of their not, size. That's not, and then because that, of promotions, that was more like a timing thing. And then because it wasn't of promotions, just one of them. Show people I know what it I'm wasn't one about. of them ducking each other, right? No, it was no, just no. timing, and they were busy. And then another and like, one was it was like, it was like relationships. Like this one was, you know, they're lined up to fight this person while this well, person's one's way f- bigger than the other. Okay, I mean, yeah, GSP's going to middleweight, but. Anderson Silva could be a light heavyweight. Okay. And the timing of them two, it just didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, the timing never worked out. Like, by the time, you know, one was always lying, I don't know. I by the time they wanted to do it, GSP was already retired. Yeah. I mean, that was the next fight, mm-hmm. possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only one I can think of is Randy Couture and Fedor Emelianenko, because Fedor Emelianenko, that's a long story. I mean, that's a whole podcast in itself about that feud. Like, Fedor Emelianenko was right, we'll do the best heavyweight fighter outside of the UFC for years. I mean, what he did in Pride, what he did in Affliction, what he did for even the early days of Strike Force or his early days of Strike Force. Not, I mean, Strike Force was around for a while before that. You should record but, that. I would listen to it. But and, I don't need to be here for it because I have UFC nothing champion. to add to it. But Randy Couture forfeited his UFC World Heavyweight Championship to go try to seek out a fight with Fedor Emelianenko. He literally said goodbye to the UFC title to try and fight Fedor Emelianenko outside the UFC. And he had to learn the hard way that you can't just break a contract like that. You can't just get out of a UFC contract that you signed for and go fight for another organization. The only way Randy Couture got back in the UFC and why he did come back was because this guy named Brock Lesnar came along. And he knew that was a million dollar fight. He knew it. Brock Lesnar brought more eyeballs than even Fedor Emelianenko did at the time. So did Randy Couture fight Brock Lesnar near the end of his career? Whose career? His own. Randy's? Yeah. Heavyweight career, yes. Yes. Brock won the Heavyweight fight. career. Yeah, Brock Lesnar won the title from Frank Mir. And Randy Couture won the title from... Wait, was that champion versus champion? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because Brock Lesnar won the title from Frank Mir, and Randy Couture won the title from... God, I really can't remember. Was it Gabe Gonz- I mean, he had the title before, but he was on a long layoff. Okay, I'm thinking too much about this. Anyway, it's irrelevant. Those are the only fights in MMA history I can think of that never subsequently happened. It's one of those things, and I wouldn't be surprised if Bellator booked that, Fedor versus Randy Couture. It would not surprise me. They have the possibility to do that. And then with their little... <laughs> The way they do things over there, I could see it happen. God, that would be sloppy. But this whole boxing arrogance from the from the community just reminds me of the beginning days. I remember when Joe Rogan had a spiff with boxing promoter Lou DiBella on ESPN. And you got to go back and watch that. You can watch it on YouTube. Joe Rogan He had problems him. with him? A well, tiff? Lou DiBella brought up like the whole human cockfighting thing and doesn't think MMA was ever going to work. MMA didn't stand a chance. There was a science to boxing, but there wasn't a science to MMA. And Joe Rogan just owned them and said, yeah. I completely disagree with you, and I'll tell you why right now. And Lou DiBella really didn't have anything to say. Like I said, the whole Cuban cockfighting thing and stuff like that, he resorted back to Senator John McCain and sort of you know, throwing quotes at that. He was just trying to bury MMA. And the boxing promoters and everybody in the beginning, especially ESPN, ESPN, screw you, because you guys were part of it. When MMA first came around, you guys were haters. I mean, just some straight haters. Mm -hmm. And it just brings me flashbacks to that. And I guess it leads me to the question that I feel like this is Team MMA on Connor Mm -hmm. against Team Boxing. And people still don't believe in MMA. You know what this is a modern-day version of, this this Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather thing to me? The two football leagues? I feel like it's Bruce Lee versus Apollo Creed. 
Wait, what? It's just a fantasy. This oh, isn't supposed oh, to happen. Oh, okay. And I feel like this is Bruce Lee versus Apollo Creed. See, in martial arts, mm. usually people that were in head, like the sensei, the master at a dojo, they would usually go to another karate dojo and fight their master, their sensei, their their leader. And that's how it used to be done. Now we have mixed martial arts. It's a completely different story because mm. it's taking guys like that who are complete martial artists and they're actually putting their skills in a octagon and fighting to see who is the best. Mm. And that's what I love about it. I mean, if you want to put a real analogy on it, it's probably more like Bruce Lee versus Rocky Marciano. Yeah. But Bruce Lee can only box. And you still were like, and you're still like, well, that's Bruce Lee, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very intriguing to me. I'll tell you what, the matchup has really, like, piqued my interest, so to speak. Like, I am really big on this fight because I mean, yes, Connor's bringing MMA. Connor's a force to a of boxing nature. Match. He's a force of nature, and I'm very interested to see how he is when he's focusing on boxing. Let's have a fight. I don't want to have a fight. Are you going to pay all the money in for have a fight? I can't just have a fight. I'm used to a whole fight. You mean to go kick? And it has to lead me into the question. Um, I want to ask you real quick, what do you think about this? If Connor wins, will it be the nail in the coffin for boxing? Well, my initial reaction has always been yes. But if Connor lo- if Connor wins, this is actually going to give boxing a good shot of adrenaline. You think so? It might be short-lived because if Connor wins... What's the next fight that they're going to try to line up? What do you think they'll try and do? What do you think they'll try and do? I don't know. They, I'm, I'm really... they, they, all of them. I think it, they're, they're going to try to do a Maymac 2. I mean, if Maymac Connor two, wins, yeah. If Connor I wins, Maymac 2. And then in the meanwhile, and it's going to be another boxing match, Floyd is not going to step foot inside an octagon. And it's funny because you stole the next question I does had. not, he's no, there's no way he would, oh well... I mean, I guess if, if he exhausts his boxing possibilities after Maymac 2, Maymac Boxing 2, then maybe I could see him getting in a ring, but that'd be a joke. That would be sad. I do not. I hope he, I hope he doesn't because I don't want to see him get banged up. I mean, he would, that would be embarrassing if he stepped inside an octagon. He does, he's never trained for it. It's not a knock on him. That's not what he does. He's not a mixed martial artist. He's a boxer. He can't, he, he can, he's not, I mean, he should, he does not belong in an octagon. It's going to be a spectacle. He might as well, well do it for Bellator against Randy Couture if he does. My thing is, if Connor wins, I think it's a huge blow to box. Oh, yeah. It hurts. And the real indicator. But if they rematch and Mayweather wins that second match, then it's. That will sell because of Connor McGregor. But the real testing indicator would be, what is it, two or three short weeks later, the Triple G versus Canelo fight. Because let me tell you what, that is the best pure boxing yeah. match you can put yeah. together, yeah. which is actually when fighting is that? when these is that, two guys. Is that, that's a couple weeks later? Yeah. Okay. It's early September. It's like the second week of September. Interesting. And that's why Oscar De La Hoya was taking so many shots because mm. they booked this fight before and they know, dude, everybody's... Watching so the, oh McGregor. that's right the Triple G Canelo fight was already and we'll see that was already that was already arranged before if Maymac, wins, right I hate to say this but I think boxing is taking well, a huge step back well I think it was the co-main event podcast guys that were talking about this where if we don't get Connor before the fall we're not going to get him until after the football season so or we're not going to get him at least until like the end of the year so it's either now or December and I do not want to be uh, you know. 
I'm sorry, Triple G and Canelo. Like that's a shame that they're going to suffer because I it's a it's a if that's a pure the best pure boxing, boxing matchup series, like that yeah. I I really feel for those guys. But like, you that know is what? a shame. That is a real. It's shame. It's almost like I'm geared up for McGregor to win because like for me like I want McGregor to win so bad just because of all the arrogance boxing had. They did not give us any I want love, them to I want them to lose respect. the okay so MMA that's our football team that the, and we have we got a good front office we got a good GM we got a good head coach the boxing they're the they're, they're the Cleveland Browns like they don't like they don't they they don't have good any of those things and they run it wrong so I want to see them fail and honestly that leads me right to my next question you almost kind of stole it from me already so this will be real quick like if McGregor wins What's next for McGregor? Does he go back to MMA and fight Diaz? Does he go back to boxing as he has two big fights lined up in front of him? I mean, he has some big fights Somebody, in MMA. It wasn't me. Somebody else. I can't remember if it was on a, a, a podcast. It would have, If it was a podcast, it would be a coming event or the MMA hour. Or if it was just like a buddy of mine I ran into earlier today, the fact that if Conor wins and May Mac 2 is inevitable... Perhaps that means that is his next fight. Because perhaps he will not take another MMA fight before that rematch. Because that would probably be the most money for him and everybody. I agree. Does Mayweather take the second fight? Yeah. See, it will if be, he loses, he's got nothing Conor to lose. McGregor versus Mayweather. Because, I mean, there's a lot on stake for Mayweather if too he, in this if fight. If he loses, then he's got nothing to lose by fighting him again. I mean, seriously, his top three options right now that I'm looking at, like just going into this fight week, and the crazy thing about McGregor is he reminds me of even better version of Shao Sonnen, where Shao Sonnen used to go into a fight, He's a great, he's he's a great S-talker, but he's not he's as good Anderson a fighter Silva. as Connor is. But at the same time, he's about to fight Anderson Silva. He, at the same time, is setting up fights with Wanderlei Silva, Vitor Belfort, and let's just say Michael Bisping at the same as And he's drinking that juicy juice. So, Connor McGregor right now, the three top names I can think of that's already sold, and he hasn't even stepped in there with McGregor yet, I mean with Mayweather yet, is he has a rematch with Mayweather. He has Nate Diaz, and honestly, the third name that comes to mind is Pauly Malinaji. So it's like, what does he do? I think they all pique a lot of interest. I mean, people are saliva, it's salivating be at the mouth. Maymac 2 has got that's the only answer. Yeah. Oh, and even if thing. he beats Floyd in eight seconds, it's still the answer. That's still yeah. the next fight. That's it. God. If Floyd pulls off the victory, how, Saturday, how, how crazy is this? Hold on. So. Either 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 Connor ruins by either Connor beats Floyd Mayweather on Saturday, or we're going to be looking forward to another Maymac. That's that's just the world that we live in. Right I feel like that's what everybody. That calling. is what is up. But here's the it's thing: got to be. Let's go on the flip side. If Floyd pulls off the victory, I think we we can oh, all be wow. agreeing. This is interesting. I think now we can I might all actually be rooting for Floyd. We can I mean, all not agree really that Floyd's going to walk away. Right? He he doesn't have anything else to prove. He's already 41 years old. He's not going to fight again, right? He's going to take that payday and run if he wins. It depends how much Decisively. money he owes the IRS. I don't think he owes as much as people think. I think he has it. But if Floyd pulls off the victory, here's the thing. And it was an interesting quote because Rocky Marciano Jr. believes this way. If Floyd pulls off the victory, does he deserve the record of 50-0 and the most elite boxing record ever? In its history of he existence, he does not deserve forty nine and zero. 
for okay. being the most elite boxer in history. Okay. Give me a May pack from three years before it happened, and okay. we'll talk. Give me. I, I don't know the exact. Which dates. also the excuse May. I mean, Pacquiao wouldn't do the USADA testing that obviously we're seeing stars of the UFC today like JDS and John Jones alone this week fail for. Wait, what? Is that why they didn't fight before? Yeah. Because. So the reason. Wait. Really? Yeah. Floyd so Mayweather wanted you. Floyd wouldn't testing. fight. Manny Pacquiao at his peak because Manny Pacquiao wouldn't refused. agree to be tested. Flat out refused. Said that that blood work oh, would mess man. up his training regimen and he wouldn't be able to oh, compete. That's right. That does sound familiar now. The stupidest thing I ever heard of. And now I look back and I'm like, you know what? Floyd was right. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I believe Floyd was right there. I don't blame him. God, the, the water gets murkier and murkier. You know, but like I don't. Gosh, Rocky Marciano Jr. Well, if I mean Floyd agreed to the fight and boxing agreed to the fight, so mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> you know, Rocky Marciano yeah, Jr. I do. No, even with eight ounce gloves, match. I don't care. Like, I, pff, too bad if it's an exhibition match and it doesn't affect that record. Then it's. Yeah. Not quite as special. That's Rocky the whole Marciano point. That's the whole point. Believes that it's a no because he believes that his father's record. Of course he does. Was forty nine. Was forty nine and zero, and he's beaten it on an exhibition. He's match like them. A guy that's zero them ninety year olds on the seventy two Dolphins. Like I believe you guys got to get it. over it because I'm more intrigued by this match than anybody thinks. I think it's. I think it's a tougher matchup for him than people give him credit for. Man, but. My world is upside down. I don't know what to think. Are you happy this thing is almost over? Are you happy that this thing is almost well, now over? Now that I've got myself thinking that we might just be waiting for Connor to box again. Well, let's, yeah. let's take that out. Yeah. Let's just take that I am out. happy. Like, definitely. Thank God. Finally. Like, you know what? This has been the shortest promotion, but it felt like the longest promotion, but not in a bad way. Not We're going to get to see what happens when Superman really meets the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. This thing has been short-lived. This has only been two months. This mm-hmm. has only been two months. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's been so much longer. Well, it's only been official for two months, but they've been talking about it for like a year, right? A when little bit, but when it was rumored? announced, they signed it. They yeah, signed it. thank God. It went quick. I mean, thank it's God here. it's not December. No games. There's no games being played here. They both arrived today in Vegas. They mm-hmm. showed up. That's the first step. They're there. Now it's just making weight and getting to the ring. Hmm. That's it. And I'm happy this thing is almost over. I'm happy it's not dragging out. Let's just get this thing over with and deal with the consequences later. Because I have a feeling this thing has been blowing up everything. to lose so it goes back to the octagon. So I have to ask one more question. Before we get into this fight, what is your final thoughts on the promotion of this fight, of this boxing match, of this spectacle, whatever you want to call it, what is your final thoughts on the promotion? Because I, I can give you mine, but I want to hear your guys first. Between Showtime's All Access, between the promotional tour, between the arrival today, between the embedded that just started, between everything you have seen from all the MMA media outlets and the boxing outlets, it has taken over even the mainstream coverage of news outlets. What's your thoughts on it? Genius or not? I wish people didn't care so much. And I care because everybody cares, I guess. I hate myself and I hate people. <laughs> I'm excited to see it happen. <laughs> I feel now, like I don't know is... about I don't know about I don't know if it's quite that bad, but I mean, I've been against it from the beginning, but then I kind of came around because it 
it, it seemed, I mean, it seems inevitable. It seemed like an inevitable two forces of nature that were bound to, to meet, and I felt like a fool for hoping that it didn't happen. This part of it does kind of stink of like lowest common denominator, and it is a freak show. But uh, I, I, I've come around to viewing it as performance art, and I don't take professionals. Mm, professional boxing very seriously and that's what we're talking about here so it's fine I hope Conor gets back to the octagon soon that's what I want more than anything I, I, do I want to see him fight Nate Diaz but that's I gotta give the promotion one thing I want Conor to fight Nate Diaz I gotta next. give the promotion one thing I have never <laughs> ever in my existence wanted to see a boxing match more <laughs> I haven't ever it's because Connor's bringing martial arts to a boxing match. I mean, I have he's never, not really. He's bringing one martial art. It doesn't matter. It, it, it is Bruce Lee stuff. Is boxing Connor, and martial art, I guess Connor so. sold me on that. When I read Connor's mm-hmm. first, well, I heard about, Kat, John Cavanaugh was on the MMA Hour, and he said Connor's first announcement to him when he found out that the fight was being going to be official. He said... Straight to John Cavanaugh. Like I said, I'm obsessed with the Bruce Lee comments. He said, I'm bringing Bruce Lee to a boxing match. I'm going to move like water. This is going to be something different, and I'm going to shock the world. And like that was him. a genuine response. Like and him. when you look at Connor's team, okay, when you listen to all them talk, they are so confident like they won already. Like they know something we don't know. Mm. And I, I just love everything. About, I love the way Mayweather's acting, the way he's eating fast food on the Embedded episode, acting like he's not training. The way he is promoting himself as the ultimate bad guy. I really mm. think he learned something over there in this man's product when he beat the Big Show. By the way, Floyd Mayweather's already 50 and 0. I think everybody forgets he beat the Big Show at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. <laughs> in the largest athlete versus the best God, athlete. That's right. I forgot about that. No, but all joking aside... He's already aside, crossed over. All joking aside, going to that WrestleMania and seeing this man's product, I think it helped him... Learn how to play the heel role mm. for this particular matchup right here because I've never seen a figure so beloved like Conor McGregor. Mm. I haven't. You know Conor McGregor has more bets on him than Floyd Mayweather right now? I don't doubt it. The line is swinging yeah. to where Vegas thinks it's the weirdest thing ever. Mm. People are starting to put their money on Conor. Mm-hmm. I've never seen nothing like this before. I'm drinking a Kool-Aid right with him. Ever. I mean, it's just crazy. It's know. just absolutely crazy. And to leave you the last thing I'm going to say about the whole Money Max situation, I'm going to leave it with our boy from MMA, Nate Diaz, who seemed to have crossed sides. He's on Team MMA side mm-hmm. all day. And I'm going to read you the exact quote. And tell me, you have to read it because if you listen to him say it, it's kind of weird because he has like that slur in his voice. Mm-hmm. But when you read it, he really does speak the realest stuff ever. He said, boxers are clowns sometimes now. I'm never taking the MMA fighters over to boxer side when it comes to punching and stuff. But I'm like, don't be talking stuff. They say MMA fighters will get embarrassed. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But we're talking real fighting now, you one-dimensional boxing. Beep. Yeah. This is real life stuff. You'll get embarrassed. And now all the boxers are criticizing Connor like Connor will get embarrassed. But that's a real arrogant thing to say. Want to know something that's even more embarrassing? Is if Floyd Mayweather fought Conor McGregor in an MMA match, it would be more embarrassing than if Conor fought Floyd in a boxing match. Floyd would get mounted and laughed at. 
and slapped around, and Connor would smile at the crowd and wave. And he also said something about how Connor should go beat up Paulie Malignaggi because of all the stuff he said. <laughs> but I really loved his analogy there. Yeah. It, it really put words to what exactly what mm-hmm. I'm thinking because I agree with him. I think if a boxer got in an MMA cage, it would be worse. But in this particular contest, I remember when James Tony fought Randy Couture. And they did a sports science type of thing where they hooked like these things to their arms, their legs, their whatever, and showed like how hard they actually hit, mm-hmm. how hard they actually kicked, how much force they have in a takedown. And I remember seeing all the statistics, and Randy Couture was so level everywhere. Like his right hand was as strong as his left hand. His kicks, both legs were very strong. His wrestling was very dominant. He was just an all-around athlete. But James Tony, at 40 years old and really out of shape, I can't remember if it was left or right hand, had a punch that was so much stronger than everything else. Hmm. And I wish that I could see a sports science video like that on Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Like, look, I want to get everybody's final opinions real quick. The very, very last one, as it is fight week, that we thought we weren't going to do. Yeah, we get to pick again. But I re-pick. wish I could see the sports science video on how strong Conor punches and how strong Floyd punches. Because I think everybody's going to be really surprised at how hard Floyd hits. Remember, he is a professional boxer. All he's been training on is swinging his right hand and his left hand since he was four years old. The man is now 41 years old. And I wish we could get those statistics. Because everybody's saying Floyd has brittle hands. Floyd's old, he's this, but you know what? He has been a professional boxer for his whole career. It's like a guy that has that supernatural strength because he turned wrenches his whole life. Mm. That super grip that nobody else has. Mm. I just view it as the same way. And at the end of the day, I'm going to say it right now. I want to drink the Kool-Aid and I want Connor to win more than anything. Because I am 100,000% team MMA. But as a betting man, I have to say, in this boxing contest... I gotta give the nod to Floyd Mayweather Jr. on Saturday, August the twenty sixth. Well, the fact that you recent that if he ducked a peak Manny Pacquiao because Manny wouldn't su- submit to that test, it almost changes my opinion. But it's so close. And when it's that close, I almost let my heart take that final that final vote, like the vice president in the Senate. And that's what I did last week. I don't know. Can I think about it until the end of the episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, I want to move she on and, from that. Why don't you let she and I pick at the, at the, last, yeah. at the, the last minute? I already Let's gave you my pick, and I'm not changing my mind. I just yeah, can't. You I haven't changed it, you thing, haven't changed it the whole time. I'm staying right, and that's what thing. I said. Maybe you're maybe well, you're anyway, picking the sa- the, the professional update. pick because you pick CM Punk. That's yeah. my theory. Maybe I did want to give you an update on the celebrities at the Mayweather McGregor event. They updated a list. I saw a great article, and I can't give credit to who it was because I don't know right off the top of my head. But I gotta say, they're bringing in Demi Lovato to sing the national anthem. I mean, she is a top pop star in the world. She's one of the top ten people probably selling music right now in the world. Oh, wow. I mean, it's Demi Lovato. Also, I have a personal crush on her because I think she doesn't look fake. She doesn't look anything like she's just. I think she's naturally hot. She's a very beautiful woman. And she can sing. Good for her. But to update the list of celebs that's going to be front row at the May Mac fight. Avicii. Michael Bay. 
<laughs> Drizzy Drake, <laughs> Jamie Foxx, Angelina Jolie, Lou DiBella, Elon Musk, LL Cool J, P. Diddy, not Puff Daddy, I said P. Diddy. That's what he is. LeBron James, Bob Kraft, Adam Levine, Rick Raw, Charlize Theron, Marky Mark Wahlberg, ah, and the man, the myth, the legend himself, Denzel Mother Effin <laughs> Washington. Is that perfectly, not a daze? Perfectly symmetrical face. He's beautiful. Is that not a daze? Yeah, it doesn't. Ah, ah, it doesn't ah, get ah, much more. I can't elite. even do the Denzel. It doesn't laugh. get much more elite than that. I mean, that is a daze to sit around the front row. If you don't like the fight, you can at least see who's in the front row. Yeah. Like, oh, I see Arnold. Yeah. I see Denzel, I see Avicii, I see Michael Bay, you see everybody. That's wild. I mean, that is crazy. It is an A-list mm-hmm. group. And and look at the celebrities that grew since last week we talked. When I was telling you, I was like, dude, celebrities are going to buy the tickets at the last minute. Mm-hmm. They're going to free time in their schedule. They're going to make ways to find this event. This thing is only getting bigger. Look, media day hasn't even happened yet. The weigh-ins haven't happened yet. This is the arrivals, and look at how much happened. Pauli Malinaji and Conor McGregor supposedly already got into an intense face-off. There's pushing and shoving between Team Mayweather and Team McGregor. This is just the arrival to Las Vegas. Can you imagine all the other spectacle? This is going to be a crazy week. Buckle up, guys. This should be a fun ride, though. I mean, this is this to me has been the golden standard of what promotion should be leading mm-hmm. into a fight. It's just absolutely fantastic. But I guess let's move on to some MMA after all, since we are a MMA podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. One of the biggest news coming out this week in MMA is one of our favorite people in the MMA community, All-American Brian Stan himself, is officially leaving the UFC commentary duty to pursue a COO position with a growing real estate firm. I heard that. He's even supposed to go to school and get his, what, MBA? Yeah. Is that what it's called? MBA? Not MBA, MBA. It's a Master's of Business Administration. Yes. A Master's of Business Administration is a side of Worcestershire sauce. No, Master's of Business Administration. I don't think I've ever seen anybody leave the MMA community. Because I feel like the MMA community is a hard group to get into. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't let just anybody in. Like you have to really like 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 crawl and and scratch and get your way in there. I mean, they don't just let anybody in. And Brian Stan was fully accepted. I don't think Ooh. I've ever seen anybody get so much praise and so much love. On Maybe his he's way worried out. about that CTE damage. Well, no, he's just a commentator now. He's already retired. Oh, he oh, retired. Oh, Brian Stan is a guy who retired when he well, fought Waterley Silva. I think. Well, didn't they say something about like the the, the travel was hurting his family life or mm. something? Brian Stan mm. is a Marine. He's a sergeant in the Marines. Mm. Wow. I mean, top class. I mean, he had a great... I loved his expert MMA analysis. I used to watch him even after the events. Mm. Him and John Anik. And I used to love watching Brian Stan break everything down. I think he is a very well-spoken, a guy you can really respect. Not many people I look up to personally, but I do look up to him. Mm. I think he is a fantastic individual. And I'm wondering about this real estate thing because I really feel like... Brian Stan is eventually going to run for office. Remember oh. I said that now. He oh. is a perfectly yeah, yeah. I perfect guess, candidate. I guess becoming a real estate mogul is a good stepping stone towards that. And That's interesting. And getting his business. But I really think the biggest thing I think that Brian Stan left hmm. on the MMA community, other than if you look up the highlight reel of, or watch all his fights in a row, Brian Stan was a madman and was a fantastic fighter. 
I think his professionalism that he brought to the octagon, whether it was post-fight interviews, pre-fight interviews, and even as an analysis at the desk, I don't think anybody can touch him. And I think he was the best at what he did. Mm-hmm. I really do as far as keeping a clean-cut image for a UFC brand where a sport that's not very well taken from outsiders already and it's looked at as like stupid phrases like human cockfighting and whatnot – he was the perfect example of what a professional athlete was. And if you have one conversation with him, I don't care what affiliation you are, you can't help but love and endear that guy. And he's going to be sorely missed in the MMA community. Man, human cockfighting. What a bunch of jerks. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. I like Earlier you were talking about Joe Rogan. You were talking about that and like somehow we were talking about Joe. I think Joe Rogan came up at some point. Maybe he didn't. But I like just his, his – he called it the highest – Physical competition, highest level, highest level problem solving with dire physical consequences. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you're a millimeter or a centimeter off, it can mean for a really bad night for mm-hmm. you. Best form of physical human competition. Yes, to partake. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And other than that, MMA, other than a bunch of fight announcements, there's not much to say. Oh, I did want to bring up one. Now I'm gonna wait for that. That's definitely yeah. I guess that just moves us right into the next segment. It is. Time. Now it is time. This is where we separate the weak from the strong. The strong and the weak. I'm gonna have to start with my strong this week. Joe knows MMA. Joe Neubauer, the MMA historian. I'm bringing it in. And my first strong absolutely has to be if you haven't heard the song yet. This week, or last week, it's still brand new. It's number one on iTunes. Mick Constantine singing the song, There's Only One Conor McGregor. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead serious. It is just Mick Constantine on a ukulele made a song about Conor McGregor knocking out Floyd Mayweather. It is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I am so jealous of the MMA hour in Ariel Hawani. He ended his show with that guy performing that song live <laughs> on the MMA hour. First time I've ever seen that. Much respect and love to Ariel Hawani. That was a fantastic movie. I tell you what, I was sitting down listening to him live playing that song, and it actually kind of gave me chills. I pray that's the song Conor McGregor walks out to. Hmm. If you watched the first episode of UFC Embedded, they had Conor McGregor and some other Ireland fans in a car listening to that song, singing to it. I'll tell you what, it is a fantastic song. This guy is literally probably making millions overnight because of it. It's absolutely fantastic. I recommend it to anybody. It's number one on iTunes for a reason, people. Look it up. Just it, It's fun stuff. You won't regret it. And then for my other strong, I have to say, I saw a picture and I saw a little video. Matt Hughes rolling around on the mats. Back to what he's doing, practicing jiu-jitsu. It's just endearing to your heart. Mm. Matt Hughes, of course, the former welterweight Hall of Famer, arguably the number one or number two, wherever you want to place him, welterweight of all time, was hit by that train, mm-hmm. you know, in his truck crossing over a railroad track, is back to everyday practice and it shows him rolling around on the jiu-jitsu mats with a friend. Absolutely fantastic stuff. I mean, this guy is coming through a recovery. I think this is the second time I now put him in my strong, but I can't get enough of it. I don't wish ill will towards anybody and I'm glad to see that the you yeah, know man. Hall of Famer is doing better. That's just that's very heartwarming, good for him. I'm I'm so happy for him. But on to my last strong this week. 
the UFC has been in turmoil as of late. I mean, they haven't had any product. Mm-mm. I wouldn't say turmoil because they're about to get money off of the McGregor-Mayweather fight, and they're doing relatively nothing. I mean, this week, during the Mayweather-McGregor fight, I think it's Thursday night, they're having a press conference with UFC 215 and 216. Coinciding hmm. just to get it some great press, yeah. especially at this event. Yeah. That is a genius good timing, yeah. Move. yeah. Especially since they're not really doing it. And because most people are more interested in hearing about what's going on with UFC yeah. than boxing. Why not promote some other fights? Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I was looking at it, I was like, wow, what is the UFC going to do in the fourth quarter? They're booking a lot of fights for the fourth quarter, right? Bet- well, I know what they'll Anybody after November, anybody, I will take any fight, anybody, anywhere, anytime after November. And it really sucks because I thought John Jones was going to be included in his fourth quarter fights. And of course, we found out the fights. We found out the news just a couple hours ago that John Jones ain't fighting anywhere. And when I said pull a John Jones, I meant like an accidental thing, not anabolic steroids. (laughs) That's not what I meant by a John Jones, John Jones. But I just want to start listing off a couple fights that they've had announced for the fourth quarter already, and they're not even done yet. Okay. You know, of course, UFC 216, which will start it off. We get that coveted Kevin Lee versus Tony Ferguson fight. Like, look, Ooh, I'm a mixed martial arts fan. That nice, is a fantastic nice. fight. Fantastic All right, fight. so people are complaining about Tony Ferguson because of the last two Tyrone Woodley fights. Or I no, guess the, I guess no, the no, last no, Tyrone no, Woodley fight. This is lightweight. Tony Ferguson has been waiting. He was waiting to fight Khabib. Khabib pulled out in March. Tony Ferguson has been relatively waiting all oh, year yeah, to yeah, fight. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, okay, I was confused because they are talking about Tom, Stephen Thompson. People are not interested in seeing Stephen Thompson because of the last of time really fights. My apologies. He has the longest that win means- streak almost ever in the UFC without a title shot. And he's getting an interim title shot against the Motown phenom Kevin Lee. And it's going to happen at UFC, what is that, 216 in October in Vegas. And look, too bad they can't wait two months later. They're going to Detroit in December. Okay. Oh, so like Kevin Lee's hometown or something? Motown phenom Kevin Lee. And also, mm. by the way, Tony Ferguson's from Michigan. Oh, God. But this is the state we're in. And Timing. we fights Timing. because of pay-per-views. Relationships. Yeah, it doesn't, to me, I guess it do, doesn't man? matter. What are you going to do, man? The crowd would be a little it more shouldn't, electric. shouldn't, but. But it's not going to make the fight any different. Look, whether it's in they October both, they or They'd both December, be hometown or they're both going to be away. Yeah. I'm I'm very very excited for the Kevin Lee versus Tony Ferguson match. That is a fantastic fight. Very excited for it in the fourth quarter, and I think that could sell a pay per view on its own. I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. The hardcore fan, if you know what's up, if you know what real good fights are, and I said it like when the last podcast I had with the MMA insomniac, I told him I said Kevin Lee is on a short list of people that could be fighting Conor McGregor in 2018. He looked at me like I was crazy high and stupid, and I said, "No, I'm not." I'm telling you right now. Now Kevin Lee is one fight away from winning the interim title and becoming the number one contender to Conor McGregor's lightweight belt. So who's the stupid one now, insomniac? Well, he's not Take even that. here to defend himself. He's just looking and at his eyes. That eyelids. card's not even done yet, but Fabricio Verdum is going to be taking on the Black Beast Derek Lewis on UFC 216. Paige Van Zandt making her flyweight debut against Jessica I. Nice. I mean, all fantastic nice. fights. What fights. about next up, the return of the dragon, Lyoto Machida is fighting Derek Brunson. That sounds and like a Sao good Paulo, fight Brazil. too, right? Glover Teixeira is taking on Misha Serkinov in what I suppose to be the co-main event. I mean, those are fantastic fights. This is the fourth quarter. Oh, we haven't even hit New York City yet. Madison Square Garden. Already, I'm just going to list the three names so far top for the billing. GSP versus Michael Bisping. 
Cody Garbrandt is finally going to fight TJ Dillashaw in what I think is the mm. best pure fight in mixed martial arts today. That fight has my attention 100,000%. I just don't see how it can Who'd be Who would have thought that would end up as a co-main event? Right? Right? That's and then crazy. Announced also on that Madison Regard card. And I'm only picking one more fight off that card. Steven Wonderboy Thompson against Jorge Masvidal. What a fantastic Speak fight. Speak of the devil. And then some of the fight nights that are sprinkled in after that, I mean, we're getting Dustin Poirier versus Anthony Pettis. Yeah. We're getting Mark yeah. Hunt versus Marcin Tybura yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. We're getting yeah. Kelvin Gaslam versus Anderson Silva yeah. in China. Sean O'Malley yeah. from the Tuesday Night Contender Series, the most impressive-looking yeah. guy, is fighting yeah. Terry and Ware on the yeah. Ultimate yeah. Fighter finale. And by the way, That's guys, right Justin now. Gaethje is... Fighting Eddie Alvarez Ooh, is going to culminate at the end know. of the Ultimate Fighter finale. I don't nice. know which card yet, but we know we're getting that fight nice. for sure. And nice. they're not even done yet. That's just fights naming off the top of my head in the fourth quarter. Dope. The fourth quarter should be very strong for MMA, and I am very excited. Fights on the horizon have never looked better, and I am so proud. And now on to my week. Oh, yeah. My first week. We cannot die without the low... The disgusting of MMA and combat sports. Unfortunately, my first one, Bigfoot Silva, the guy I've complained a lot, a oh, lot about, about, always oh, constantly getting knocked out. This, always constantly oh, getting knocked out. This, this Bigfoot is a good week. Silva this is, is moving the right to week. kickboxing oh, against the number one man. pound for pound kickboxer in the world, Rico Verhoeven. <sighs> I have complained on this show before that this guy is getting knocked out one too many times. Mm. He's getting beaten silly. Mm. He is being used as a cash cow. I don't know if he just has nothing else to do, but from what I gather, that last fight in Russia, he got paid half a million dollars. Maybe I know he's had a pretty successful he MMA career. He a better money manager about five years ago, I guess, is the problem here. Even a half a million dollar payoff. I mean, come on, man. I Matthew mean, if you've, if you've dug yourself a hole, half a million he wasn't can already be gone. Before. This is a guy that, that fought for the world title mm-hmm. in the UFC. I remember he fought uh, Alistair Irving. One of the biggest upset knockouts in UFC heavyweight history was Bigfoot Silver over Alistair over him. I know he got a $50,000 bonus on that, plus whatever he got paid. The man didn't make chump change his whole career. I don't know if he didn't manage his money right. Probably. But it's not like he didn't make chump change. But for a guy that I'm scared of for CTE, something that we talked about, especially in our health podcast, Better Health and World. terrible, man. You got to check it out. I mean, I think it was the co-main event podcast guys were talking about this guy, and they were saying he's, he's had concussions twice a year for years in a row. Yeah. This guy is getting not in. good since not you good. saw. And they were saying that like he just he, yeah that's what that the issue is he just doesn't he since doesn't, you saw he doesn't have any skills like he he's been a fighter for fifteen years and that's yeah. it like he's and not he hasn't thought anything else no the way for them to make money you get twenty five grand kickbox. Here's the thing I will give him credit for anybody that could use TRT it's probably him because of his Giants disease you know that's something completely mm. different he probably needs TRT. To help with what's going on, but since you saw that his decline was one of the worst. I mean, he got. What do you out mean by, by giant's country. disease? He's a giant. Like I, you remember the same disease Andre the Giant had? Remember he passed away? Yeah, I guess from being a giant's giant. disease, he just couldn't yeah. stop growing. He had the same. I just want to make sure there wasn't they something else it. I didn't know. How do they fix it? Science these days, <laughs> medical <laughs> science. But from what I gather, they fixed it. But he was granted when they used to have in the day of of uh, mixed martial arts, TRT, mm. which was 
I don't even get that stuff. Testosterone you replacement to, therapy. Yes, I mean, it use it. sounds like it's it possibly is not that dangerous for you, but it's new and the science is still out. But since USADA, this guy's declined. I yeah. mean, I don't know if he's Because you're using, not allowed to use it for sports. I don't know if it's he's a, using anything yeah. now because when USADA came into UFC, you weren't allowed to be on TRT anymore. Dan Henderson, Chow Sonnen, Bigfoot Silva. Mm. I could keep going on with names. A lot of names. They Vitor Belfort, the promotional kid for it. Mm. They weren't allowed to use it anymore. And look at the decline. With the exception of Dan Henderson, look at the decline of everybody. Mm-hmm. Dan Henderson quit it before it was even banned. Mm. That's why I have so much respect for Dan Henderson. Yeah, you want to talk dope. about an OG? <laughs> pretty dope. Dan Henderson's <laughs> one of my favorite fighters <laughs> ever. I will always say that. The All-American. But... Moving Bigfoot Silva over to kickboxing to fight Rico Verhoeven, the nastiest kickboxer out there. This is almost setting up and guaranteeing another knockout. Man, this Weak. is this is why Rico. This Verhoeven, is like the end of a Mickey Rourke this movie. Isn't I don't want to see this happen. Why? Like why? I don't want to see this happen. I don't get it. Can we just? Can someone help mentor him? And then of course, mother or week, something. Oh my god! I think it's very self-explanatory. John Jones. Yeah. This is like, this is just deja vu Mm. from a year ago. You Mm. remember our very first, it was either our first or second podcast. We broke the news. We found out in the middle of it. This is when we should take breaks of it. We realized Mm. that we were doing like four hour podcasts. Yeah, that was like the the second one we did maybe. And I remember I said (laughs) fjohnjones.com. That's all I remember. I was so mad because UFC 200's main event. Yeah, we paused it in the middle. We came back from the intermission and we were like, guys. (laughs) By the way. Oh, the first half of this is irrelevant. This means we're still doing a podcast with Dusty Foot. Mm -hmm. And that's how long we've come. And it's it's the most disheartening and saddest story I have heard in MMA for a long time for all, everybody. For fans, for guys who thought he was the pound-for-pound best, for Daniel Cormier, for the UFC who promoted him, for everybody that gave John Jones another chance. Mm-hmm. And if this comes out to be another positive test, and you you can't blame erectile dysfunction again. Mm-hmm. This is just the biggest waste of talent I have ever seen in any sports history. He's going to come out with some footage of someone sneaking in his bedroom and like, deek, 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 deek. He can claim whatever he wants. Injecting him. This is just downright, really the best word for it, it's heartbreaking to the MMA community. Mm-hmm. It overtook, I think it's over right now, overtaking the Maymac <laughs> battle that's about to happen on Saturday night. I mean, it's only I bet for a day. Within the MMA community, it probably is. But to the world at large, Maymac, Maymac is what they care about. And this most, is just crazy. Most people probably don't even know. This is just either. crazy. I had to stop watching a program. I had to stop watching live fights, which I don't do, mm. just because I was so upset about the news. I've never had that happen before. I literally couldn't even concentrate. I was like, what? Yeah. And I had to look up every single little thing, everything everybody's saying, every little detail about it, everything there is involved with it. I had to stop what I'm doing and look up everything until we started this. And I was wanting to... Bring a live like reaction from the Tuesday Night Contender Series this week, guys. I'm sorry. John Jones messed that up for me. Yeah, again, he messed him. things up again. And it's just getting old and goodbye. If you test, if this comes out fully positive, goodbye, John Jones. I'm not bringing you up ever again. I'm done. Peace.
Thanks for coming ringside today, maniacs. We love when you stop by. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud there. You should also grab our sister production, Better Health and World, to devour good health, life, and everything that speaks to maximizing the human experience. Follow Joe Newbauer at Joe MMA. Gabrielle Tambowen at Gabby underscore T. Me, Macro Cromero Jr. at Matthew J. Better. And remember, keep your eyes out for the brand new stream of Better Fight Cast. It might be discontinued in this current format because it's going to move on to its own domain name in the next month-ish. We love you guys and girls. Peace.